Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Worst Grace Scenario. I'm your host, Grace, and I'm joined today once again by my good friend, Ashana. Hi. As per usual, we're going to kick things off with a question of the week. This week, the question is, if you turned into your best friend for a day, what would you do? And so for the purposes of this, we're going to assume that we're turning into one another. Okay. Uh, do you do you have any ideas, Ashana, or should I go first? I mean, I go with the classic of just, like, to spend the money that you have. I, I have kind of stocked up all my <laughs> earnings yeah. over the years, so, you yeah. know, you could take advantage of that. I do that and just, like... I don't know, take advantage of, like, whatever streaming service you have. Because I don't have one, you know? I, I have like... Apple Music. It's pretty great. Apple Music? What's so good about Apple Music? Um, You can just kind of stream whatever you want hmm. at any time. and This sounds like an endorsement. I know. It's not an endorsement. <laughs> but, like, my whole family has it, and I don't think you have to pay anything extra for more people to have it in your family. So Could like be wrong, though. family plan, then? Yeah, maybe. Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, For me, Ashana, I would go lift some weights, because... You're pretty strong, and I think you. It would be fun to lift heavier weights than I'm actually capable of. Um, or maybe it's very satisfying. It's very like very fun to like lift yeah. those like um, you know those big rice bags that you see in stores. Oh yes, they're like ten pounds each. Okay, and I like just like yanking them up with like one hand. It's great. Hmm. It's not that hard, but like you know. It's, well, like, there was very that satisfying. time you got injured doing that. Yeah, because I tried to like swing it slightly. Like, and you like sprained it. your hand or something yeah i it was like carrying it as if it was like a purse and then you know it messed up my hand yeah um i uh, maybe i'd also box because that's definitely something you can do and i cannot yeah. and it's also very fun yeah yeah i it seems fun i it's something i'd like to be able to do it's not that hard it's really like, pretty easy if you want like it's not it's not something that like requires like so much of like skill or like that much dedication but it is something that, like, it's very fun to, like, lose yourself into doing, you know? Yeah, I like, can imagine that. Yeah, because, like, with soccer or, like, basketball, there's, like, certain things that you have to do. You have to be either good at it, you know? Yeah. There's ways you can be either good at it or not good at it. Here, it's just kind of, like, mostly focused on you. So it's just, like, huh. you're, there's no way for you to be bad at it because you're all, there's, like, no one you're comparing you're against, you know? Yeah, I do have to say, I do prefer individual sports. Yeah. Like, gymnastics or fencing. But, you know, like, I rode once, and it just, I, I didn't enjoy it for many reasons, but one of the reasons is because I didn't like it being a group effort. I like, like, having, making my own efforts and having my own, you know, skills. Like, yeah. I couldn't tell how, how much I was pulling the weight or how much other people were doing for me because we were all rowing the same boat. Mm. So, you know. Where are my manners, Ashana, actually? I haven't asked you how your week has been. Oh, it's been, you know, it's been a week. It's been nice, you know? We had yesterday off, so today's yeah. the first day of our school week. You know, we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah. We've got this week and then next week and then finals. I heard we're not keeping the Wednesdays. What? Like the Wednesday oh, schedules. Oh, we have half-day Wednesdays. This year, and I heard I heard that it's not going to be a thing anymore. Yeah, I would predict that, though. It has been very nice. It has been so nice. I'm really going to miss it. Yeah, me too. It's just a nice break during the middle of the week. And tomorrow, our grade is getting lunch during the half day <laughs> so you know might need some what was it mexican food then i don't know i think it was mexican um yeah. sounds good though yeah i'm excited for it As except you should. they switched the place that we were going to get it from it was originally chipotle and so i could get a bowl mm. but now it's got a tortilla on it and so where's it from to, now i don't know where it's from now oh. but i am allergic to gluten so we gotta hope it's a corn tortilla I mean, is there a way for you to check? 
Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. I feel like that's a very poor planning. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, it's time for us to fill you in on the weird news you might have missed this week. Uh, the first story we have today is 11-year-old... Is it pianist or pianist? Pianist. Pianist? It's kind Weird. of an unfortunate name. Yeah, well... 11-year-old pianist wears alligator costume to perform for lemurs. Sinlada Supot performs weekly concerts at a Thailand zoo to keep the animals company while visitation is low because of COVID-19 outbreaks. I am loving every sentence of this. Like, this is just getting better with every word. It's great. Yes. Um, As if, like, the, you know, the lizard, what was it, crocodile suit? Uh, alligator alligator suit? suit. Yeah. As if that wasn't, like, you know, amazing enough. And then there's, like, you know, the lemur audience. Yes. Oh, there are great. actually videos online if you'd like to see. There is a lemur audience. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Lada Supat has been performing weekly concerts at Cow Cow Open Zoo. I hope I'm saying that right. Southeast of Bangkok to keep the animals company mm. while visitation is low. Nice. Honestly, it's pretty smart. Uh, she says she's playing music to soothe the animals to help them feel relaxed and give them company so they're not too lonely. Okay. I think this is kind of smart because humans are lonely at this time, so who's to assume that lemurs aren't? Yeah. Also, just, like, um, whenever I w- went to India and I went, like, a little more outside the city, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of monkeys everywhere, like, yeah. actual monkeys, you yeah. know? And so they're, like, you know, they're just kind of there, you know? Yeah. They're a little bit of a nuisance, you know, a bit of a menace to society. Yes. They stole my they stole my candy once, but, like, you Oh. Know, yeah. <laughs> Monkeys are funny like that. I know. They, it was kind of interesting because, like, my dad was, like, hiking with us, you know? And he had, like, a juice box. Well, he had, like, a water <laughs> bottle, like, uh, in his hand. And um, a monkey was, like, walking behind him. Like, literally walking. Like, it wasn't even running. It was so slow. And it was, like, slowly creeping up to, like, take the water bottle. And, oh like, he gosh. didn't notice until he felt something pull on his oh. arm. I mean, it's so funny to think about monkeys walking around. Like, I know if someone came here, they might be like, whoa, there's chipmunks everywhere or something yeah. like that. But monkeys are, like, so close to humans that it makes it funny that there's, like, a second <laughs> yeah. version of humans walking around. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, Supat's music, a medley of Thai folk and pop songs, seems to be striking a chord with the zoo animals, especially the lemurs who often hop on the keyboard. Um, however, Sick. her audience has included lemurs, meerkats, hippos, and zebras. Sick! I have a feeling that the lemurs enjoy it more than, like, the hippos and the zebras. I feel but like I don't the, know. honestly, hot take, I like, I think the hippos enjoy it more. I Because, like, I feel like the lemurs, you know, they're going on the keyboard, right? I feel like that's more of, like, a please stop, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. It's just, a, you know, a hot take. But, you know, I feel like since, you know... Hippos, they don't really get much, you know? Yeah. So I feel like they're being able to get this, like, you know, new change in tone and variety, you know, is probably going to be something that they're really hangering for. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But um, she did say that they seem to become curious um, and others appear to be enjoying the music. Nice. So, I mean, I feel like the the lemurs would tell her if they had a very big problem, probably, like, go like take the keyboard or something they're lemurs they're tiny yeah but there's a bunch of them oh fair enough okay so maybe i don't know we're this is all just like they'll make a they'll you they'll like you know rock the thing a little bit yeah maybe yeah just (laughs) shake it um our next story for the day which by the way both of these stories are from huff post is cheese photo leaves 
leads to arrest of big cheese drug dealer in Liverpool. Liverpool, like Liverpool, England? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> what are the Brits doing now? Well, a drug dealer in the English city of Liverpool thought he was the big cheese. Oh, Jesus. Until police caught all the evidence they needed to arrest him from a picture he shared of himself holding a small block of creamy Stilton. I... Wh- oh my god. Uh, Carl Stewart... Is who- this like a um, mafia thing for drugs or for, like, cheese? Um, drugs. Ah. Uh, well, I'll read a little bit more and it will fill in some of the details. All right. Carl Stewart, who is 39, was sentenced to 13 years and six months in prison at Liverpool Crown Court last week after he pleaded guilty to conspiracy to supply drugs. Were it not for a photo he shared of himself holding the cheese block from the reputable British retailer <laughs> Marks and Spencer, he could still very well be supplying large amounts of drugs. Stewart was arrested after he posted the photo on the encrypted messaging service EncroChat via his handle Toffee Forest. Toffee Forest. <laughs> this is... Unbeknownst to him, the service had been cracked by police in Europe from that his palm and fingerprints were analyzed and police had their man. Um, they got their man. Yeah. I mean, it's really... I didn't know this was possible. What, like, going into, like, previously known as, like, encrypted things? or just No, like, like scanning someone's fingerprints or their handprints... And figuring out if they committed a crime based on a photo. Um, um I think it's more of like it. Well, I actually I don't know. I'm not a police officer, whatever. But like I, what well, my guess would be like they have the photo, right? And hopefully it's like a photo of like their phone, right? Yeah. And then so, if like you have your uh, phone and you have like your fingerprints, you can see like what things are usually like clicked on a lot. Well, so no, it was a on. photo. They, he uploaded a photo to his social media, mm. and his hands happened to be holding the cheese in the photo. Okay. And they were like, oh, look, his fingerprints. And they analyzed his fingerprints. On the che- Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's weird. Um, and there's a whole lot more to this story, but I think the most important part is that this website, what did I, EncroChat, mm. has been used to catch many criminals, including another drug dealer. <laughs> Who goes by They're the name? In one place. Who goes by the name Scantby and Sandferret? Nice. I don't know why they're nice. choosing such weird names, but if I, they're trying it, to... it reminds me of like that one, um, like you know, in like Kahoot, when you have to like go in and like you, sometimes your teacher will like turn off nicknames, so like they it'll yeah. like auto generate them for you. It sounds exactly like that because I went, I had a Kahoot once and I didn't have like a nickname in, so I couldn't type in, and I was the slippery sli- salamander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they're trying to, like, cover up what they're doing with some yeah. funky names, it's not working. So. No, it isn't. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you know, clearly there's a bit too many drug dealers in one spot. So, I mean, like, that itself is maybe a bit incriminating. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know how drug dealers choose what website to all, like, post on or why you would post a picture of your block of cheese on there. But mm. also, when I was reading this article, I realized, you know how we read those books, Geronimo Stilton? Oh, my God. It's- yeah. It's about a mouse, and his last name is Stilton because Stilton is a cheese. Did you just make that connection now? I didn't know that. Oh, jeez. I could go on a whole tangent about Geronimo Stilton. I'm not sure if I have before on this show. I don't think you have, but, like, honestly, I've read it too, so, you know. Well, see, Geronimo Stilton, it was great books. It was thrilling. I remember they had, like, some funky fonts going on or something. But the way they spelled famous ruined my way of spelling famous for so long because it was like 90% like mouse puns. Yeah, so it was, it was fame spelled mouse. fame mouse. Yeah, and it messed me up for years. But anyways, I 
I loved to read before bed when mm. I was a kid. I would take like a few, it used to be like picture books and then I guess it evolved into like Geronimo Stilton's or Dick and Jane's or whatever. Mm. And um, I would take a few of them, I'd put them at the end of my bed, I'd select one, I'd read it, put it back, do that for the rest of them, and then I was too scared to get out of my bed to put them back on the bookshelf because monsters were probably under my bed. So I just left them there until the next morning. So anyways, I clearly got very freaked out at night as a child and I was reading Geronimo Stilton one night, late at night, probably should have been asleep, and um, I was reading, and Geronimo Stilton got robbed, and his wallet was taken. And he was, he <laughs> I think was I, I held know. at gunpoint. And I got so terrified that I vowed then and there to never, ever pick up another Geronimo, Geronimo Stilton book. And to this day, I have kept that promise. Really? Yeah. What was this? I was probably in second grade. Oh, my God. You yeah. really just cut yourself off from that book series, huh? I did, because... Please. I was terrified, and I was like, I don't like Geronimo's vibes. They're bad vibes, and I don't want to associate with this mouse anymore. Do you have? Did you ever read like the, like the like they had like two, like what are they called? Spinoffs. They had like two spinoffs. One of them was like where it was with his sister. Wasn't it Fiona Mouse or something? Thea. Thea, Thea. Stilton. Yeah, Thea Stilton. I love those series. That was great. And the other one was like where Geronimo was like in a weird like fantasy thing. Oh. Yeah, it was like a pretty, like, it was like a big hardcover book. Oh. And it was like the size of like three normal Geronimo Stilton books. I do remember the Thea Stilton books. Yeah. I don't know if I ruled them out as a child, the Thea Stilton spinoffs, but if I didn't, I would like to go back and read one of those. Yeah. The I... Thea Stiltons were honestly pretty nice because like, yeah. Geronimo kind of like, he hated his job, but like he held- Was a... he a detective? No, he was like a, a newspaper editor. Oh, oh like, right. Yeah, he hated his job, but like he refused to quit, and also like, um, he w- held like a high, somewhat high position, but like he didn't want that high position. So I'm just like, I it, it's very hard to support him, you know. Yeah. Because like I'm all for complaining about like you know work that you chose <laughs> to do yourself. Okay, I'm all for it, but like I feel like there's a line that like there's a, like a lack of self awareness that he doesn't <laughs> have, you know. Yeah. Like, at least when I do it, I have, like, the presence of mind to say, like, I did this to myself. This is my fault. Okay? There is none of that (laughs) for him. And just to clear things up, I'm not still scared of Geronimo Stilton. It's a principled thing. Mm. When I was young, like, eight years old, seven, eight years old, I set rules for myself. And I'm not going to go breaking those rules and disappointing my seven-year-old self. Mm. Including I'm not going to read Geronimo Stilton. Dang. And I'm not going to do what Andy did and get rid of all his toys. Dang. So, anyways. I mean, like, we're, we've got, like, a year to, like, really test that second one. So, well, I mean. I used to keep myself up at night worrying that I was going to get rid of my toys when I was older. Really? So, not like my toys, but my stuffed animals. Ugh. So, I'm not going to do it. That's, it's as simple as that, Ashana. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, I see it. Yeah. It's good to live by a moral code. <laughs> <laughs> that feels very pointed. <laughs> What I'm are you not trying to you say? Go. I'm just saying you stole kids' money in first grade. Which I... Is... You need to learn how to phrase things better. <laughs> We've discussed this before, so we don't need to go over it again, but she cheated kids into giving no. her, her uh, their money for Pokemon card lessons. You need to learn how to phrase things because that sounds very mean. Say now, what you need to everything say. Everything that they did was 90% their fault, okay? The other 10% being, like, pretty good advertising. All right. There you go. I'm done. You did take kids' money, but you did it somewhat fairly. Yes. We're going to do some unethical life hacks later, so, you know, we'll see if your moral code is really intact. <laughs> um, 
Anyways, another slight tangent. Um, <laughs> Ishana and I were discussing, you know, like some childhood interests. And um, it came up that Ishana watched the show Barnyard, which is an animated children's it show. It was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. So it was like like afternoon hours. So I always ended up watching it after school, whether I wanted to or not. I see. Well, I never watched it. I, I, but I definitely knew it existed. And she was just talking about this character, you know, relating to Geronimo Stilton. They had a mouse character named Biggie Cheese. <laughs> yeah, and they just started like rapping in like a barnyard, like a barnyard, like in the show. So I feel like it was supposed to be like they're in a club or something. Yeah. And, like this is the live performance. And then like Biggie Cheese was given a, like a you know a stellar performance over here. Yeah. You know? And like it's kind of become a meme because I've seen his image like everywhere. Yeah. Like, outside of Barnyard. But, like, knowing that I saw that, like, as a kid, and that being, like, one of the things that was in my childhood... Yeah. ...is hilarious. Yeah, that's the same for like, me with, like, the B-movie and stuff. But Biggie Cheese, I've I've never noticed... I've never seen him before, but he's <laughs> he's rapping. He's, like, doing a reggae-type thing. He has a gold chain with a golden cheese on the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel... I can't help but feel like they... They use a lot of mouse characters for, like, humor in mm. shows. Like, you've got Biggie Cheese. You've got... Ratatouille? Ar- okay, Ratatouille, I guess. Okay, I mean, maybe. it's all rats, so... I mean, yeah. Um, I'm just th- trying to, you know, add to the conversation. Then there's that rat in the Sing movie who is, like, he sings... What is it? He's a crooner. Mm. And then... The one who's, like, a... Who dresses like a mafia man? Yeah. Uh. And then there's Mr. Big in Zootopia... Who, and then he there's is, Big E Cheese. Yeah. Mr. Big is like the it's, mafia, actually. He's yeah. like a boss yeah. who like kills people. He's like the... Who's that one guy? Um, the one guy who was like in that play that we had to like read for English last year. You know? What play? The guy who played The Godfather. Well, I don't know. What it's are you talking guy. about? No, it's like this actor. Cause, like, oh, you're talking about an actor. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Finally. I finally got it. Okay. He's that guy. (laughs) Who is that guy? Biggie Cheese? No. Uh, Mr. Big in... Oh, oh, um, oh. Zootopia. In Zootopia is basically the godfather. And the godfather is played by Marlon Brando. Oh, okay. I see where you were going. Yeah. (laughs) It took a while, but we're there. All right. Anyways, enough going on tangents. Um, You might not know this everyone but ishana is the god of all things trivia yes, yes um so of course this week we're gonna have to do some more trivia and i'm still on a quest to stump her <laughs> um but today i decided it is tom holland's 25th birthday and i know that ishana is a big marvel fan so i thought we could do some spider-man trivia today yeah um and i really think i might get you on this one because we've got some old stuff i'm How hoping old? uh like comic book stuff Wait. okay so. Anyways. See, now this is just going to be, well, this is just going to be embarrassing on my part. Because I've said I read the comics, right? Yeah. So if I don't get this, now everybody who watches is going to be on my case being like, oh my god, I thought you actually watched. And I'm like, shut up, man. Well, we're going to see. I'm on a quest to embarrass you with some really hard trivia because oh, so yeah, far I haven't yeah. done that. Um, all right, question number one. What comic book did Spider-Man first appear in? A, Tales to Astonish number eight. B, Amazing Spider-Man number one. C, Amazing Fantasy number 15, or D, Marvel Tales number 17? Um, I have no clue what either of those things are, so you know what? I'm going to go with C. Ah, you've Wait, done what? it again. It's Amazing Fantasy. Yes! 
Spider-Man, yes. created by Stanley and Steve Ditko, first appeared in Amazing Fantasy number 15 in August of 1962. I don't know why, but, like, the 15 was really, like, what sold it to me. Huh. You know? Because, like, it's a new character, but, like, it's, like, relatively in there, you know? Yeah. So. Makes sense. Uh, question number two. Who is the first supervillain Spider-Man ever encountered? A, Green Goblin. B, Terrible Tinkerer. Tinkerer. Tinkerer, I think. Um, C, Supercharger. Or D, Dr. Octopus. Oh, I think I know this one. It's uh, Supercharger. Oh, my gosh. In Amazing Fantasy number 18, Spider-Man battled Supercharger, the living battery. Yeah. Previously, he had battled only small-time crooks. You're two for two right now. Mm. This enrages me. <laughs> Question number three. What supervillain kidnapped and murdered Peter Parker's girlfriend, Gwen Stacy? A, Dr. Octopus, B, Electro, C, the Rhino, or D, Green Goblin? D. Because, <sighs> like, I feel like there was, like, those movies, right? And it was, like, kind of, like, the mix between, like, you know, the Green Goblin and, like, yeah. whatever girlfriend he had at the time. Yeah. Well, in Amazing Spider-Man number 121, the Green Goblin kidnapped Peter Parker's then-girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, and dropped her off a bridge. Peter oh, yeah, tried... then it broke her neck. Yeah, yeah, Peter tried to save her, but yeah. when his webbing caught Gwen, the whiplash broke her neck, and she died instantly. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah. Question number four. That's gotta suck. It sucks. You know, that's like, wh- like you're getting whiplash, and you're falling, so it's like... You know, when you see, like, the webbing, you're gonna assume that you're gonna be saved, you know? And then yeah. you die. Yeah. I mean, Peter did try to save her. He did, but, like, I feel like it was a Just bit didn't too work. late. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, at that point, she's probably already hit, like, velocity speed, so, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Question number four was the only one that I got right with confidence, mm. so you should get it right, too. Which character bullied Peter Parker in high school? A. Flash Thompson. B. J. Jonah Jameson. C, Biff Tannen, or D, Robbie Robertson? A. Yep. Flash Thompson was... You can was... make a case for a B. I don't know enough. He's like the reporter. He's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like the one who's like, hey, wait, give me some good photos of Spider-Man. And he's like, I, oh. I am Spider-Man, but please, I'm not going to let you know that. And he's like, I want some photos of Spider-Man. I see. Flash Thompson was a star football player who merciless, mercilessly bullied his high school classmate, Peter Parker, but greatly admires Spider-Man, an irony in which the superhero took some gratification. It's like those people who are like, uh, like treat people with kindness and then they're managed to be like the worst people alive, you know? All right. <laughs> I'm just uh, putting out a real world equivalent, you know? Are you referring to Harry Styles treat yes. people with kindness? Yes. I see. Some Harry Styles are... Harry Styles fans. <laughs> I forgot the word fans. So, okay, fans are Treat like, People with Kindness is a song by Harry Styles. Yeah, but there's like a, you know, people are saying that. Like, yeah. It's a thing, because that's like, you know, what he wants people yeah. to take away. Some people do that, and they're just straight up hypocrites, you know? Yeah. Like, they'll be like the rudest people alive, but then they'll just like go and preach, treat people with kindness to Instagram. It's crazy. All right. Good to know. <laughs> there's some liars out there in the world. Yeah. Right? And they're not true. all like me. <laughs> You're, you are a liar, Ashana. <laughs> I know, and they're all not like me. But also, you're a kind liar, so you do treat people with kindness. That's not the lie you tell. And yes. <laughs> I am genuine in... Uh, you know, okay. Your intentions are good. Yes. <laughs> Question number five. <laughs> when Spider-Man was first offered membership in the Avengers, he was required to catch what superpowered being as a test? A. Kang the Conqueror. B. The Wasp. C. Doctor Doom or D. The Hulk. Um, A. You said Kang the Conqueror. Yes. 
In Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 3, Spider-Man was offered membership in the Avengers if he could capture the Hulk and return him to the Avengers headquarters. Although he did manage to capture the Hulk, Spider-Man was suspicious of what the Avengers wanted with the green-skinned monster. Feeling pity for the creature, Spider-Man decided to release him instead of turning him over to the Avengers, thus failing the test. This is so different from, like, you know, what, like, normal convention of, like, how people got into, like, the Avengers is. It's kind of funky, you know? Because this is implying that, like, the Hulk wasn't already in the Avengers. And the reason why he is in the Avengers is because of Peter Parker. That's kind of weird. I don't know enough to... No, I'm just, like, basing it off of this. Oh. Well, did Peter Parker make it into the Avengers eventually? In the MCU or just, like, in In the MCU. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because there was, like, a whole thing with, like, Tony Stark being like, here you go, kid. Oh. Join us. See, that confuses me. When you go from the books to the movies, it's not a clear thing. But I feel like also in, like, in the comics, he also became an Avenger. I I forgot how. There was, like, some sort of, like, initiation thingy, but I don't remember. I see. Question number six. What did Spider-Man bring home from the first Secret Wars? A, alien flu. B, a keychain. C, a new girlfriend. Or D, a new costume. A new costume. Spider-Man brought a new black costume back from the first Secret Wars. Yeah! Unfortunately, his nifty new threads turned out to be alien symbiote that wanted to bond with him permanently. With Mr. Fantastic's help, Spider-Man was able to separate himself from the costume. Venom. Yes. Apparently feeling a little rejected, the symbiote would eventually bond with Eddie Brock and become the dangerous supervillain known as Venom. Okay, did you see that trailer for the movie? Like, the Let There Be Carnage? That's so funny. I find those incredibly creepy. It's hilarious, you know, just him trying to be like, he just like threw ketchup on his face and he's like, yummy. <laughs> oh yeah, I have seen that in like the convenience store or whatever. Yeah. Um. He's like, what? Is there any chocolate? And she's like, no. And he just throws a fit. He's like, what? It's a, it's great. I actually did not know that that was Venom's backstory. So that's interesting. Because apparently, like, you know, Venom is supposed to eat people, and that's how he, like, gets his powers. You know? Yeah. That's, uh, that's how he gets his strength. Yeah. Uh, apparently, chocolate is, like, the one thing that just makes him, like, not feel as hungry or, like, towards the need to, like, eat people. Oh, I see. So <laughs> it's, one, fair. Like, it's fair for him to freak out, but it's also so funny because he's, like, throwing a fit like a toddler. He's like, no! It's great. Question number seven, which I think you're going to get right. Who was the guest speaker at Peter Parker's high school graduation? A. Reed Richards. B. J. Jonah Jameson. C. Captain America. Or D. Dr. Otto Octavius. Captain America. When Peter Parker graduated from high school in Amazing Spider-Man number 28, the guest speaker at his graduation ceremony was none other than publisher J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Question number eight. Why did Stanley reject Jack Kirby as the original Spider-Man artist? A, he missed the deadline. B, he was mad about a baseball game. C, his drawings were too heroic. Or D, he wanted too much money. Too heroic. All right. When Kirby showed Lee the first six pages he'd drawn, Lee recalled, I hated the way he was doing it. Not that he did it badly. It just wasn't the character I wanted. It was too heroic. Yes. Instead, Lee turned to Steve Ditko, who developed a visual style Lee found satisfactory. What are you now? You're, um, wait, you got one, you got two wrong now. Mm-hmm. So you were six for eight. Nice. Nice. All right, we've got two more. What was the first Spider-Man spinoff series? A, Untold Tales of Spider-Man, B, Spectacular Spider-Man, C, Sensational Spider-Man, or D, Marvel Team-Up? Team up? Um, dang it. Uh, B. 
The Spectacular Spider-Man was a protographic <gasps> novel oh designed God. to appeal to older readers. It only older lasted for readers. two issues, but it represented the first Spider-Man spin-off publication. Oh. All right. You're seven for Wait. nine. Or, I'm so glad I get to keep nine, my yeah. dignity here a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's is not that a passing yet. grade? I think it is. Yeah. It's not over yet, but I like to keep my dignity. What color was Mary Jane Watson's hair originally? A, black, B, red, C, blonde, or D, brown? What? What was the last one? Brown. Oh. Uh, red? Uh, how do you do it, Ashada? I don't know, because I feel like he has like a weird thing for redheads. Because I, I don't know why, but every time I look into like a Spider-Man comic, there's just so many people with red hair. So I was just kind of like, you know what, maybe it's another one of those. John Romita Sr. has stated that in designing Mary Jane, Peter Parker's love interest, he took Anne Margaret from the movie Bye Bye Birdie as a guide, using her coloring, the shape of her face, and her red hair. I have no You've clue got who got it right again. Who is that? Um, I don't know. She was in Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> That's all we've got. What is? Who is your favorite Avenger? Me? Yeah. Um, or your favorite Marvel character? Bucky. Oh, and, I forgot about see, that. My favorite Marvel character is, if it has to be like an actual hero, it's mm. Black Panther. But if it has to be a person in the Marvel character universe, it's Shuri. Okay, that's fair. I think she's a great character. Both of them are very fair choices. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I can respect those. I yeah. do respect those. All right. They're good choices. I personally am not a fan of the Winter Soldier, mm. but it's okay, Ashana. Yeah. I, I can do it. I can love him for the bo- both of us. <laughs> I think he put on a bland show. If I'm what? being honest. Okay, maybe. Okay, don't don't rock the boat here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and now it is time for the segment that at least Ashana has been waiting for: <laughs> unethical life hacks. I like to space these out because there's not that many of them on the internet. But and we also don't want to promote these. Yeah. Whether or not we tell you not to. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I go on the wild, wild website of Reddit to see what some people have posted as their best unethical life hacks, and it will be Ashana's job to guess what the life hack is, and then together we will decide whether or not this hack is truly unethical, but we do not encourage you to do any of these things. Every time you tell me you go on Reddit for these things, I worry for you each and every time, because it is a funky place. Yeah, anyone can post there about anything and do anything they want, really. So, there's no rules. <laughs> if, like, if there was, like, a weird god out there and they had to judge whether the human race should continue or not, I feel like Reddit is a good spot to check, you know? You'll both be very much, you know, they'll be disgusted by humanity, but, like, you yeah. know what? It's a, it's a good spot to see where we're actually at. Because, you know, no amount of, like, going out to the moon and conquering the stars or with capitalism or whatever. Conquering the stars? I don't know, man. Is going to save us from the trashiness that is humanity. All right. Let's get right into it. (laughs) Question number one. What is the unethical life hack for how to save a fortune on laundry bills? On laundry bills? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just reuse the water, I guess. Or just like... (laughs) Oh yeah, like I filter water. Don't even use water. Just use something. Like, I don't know. Just uh, hang it outside. I don't know. All right, those are all good options. But the real life hack is keep your dirty shirts to a charity shop. They will wash and iron them, and you can buy them back for fifty cents. I don't know if that actually works nowadays. Yeah, well, there were some comments under this post sharing that their local thrift shops did not wash yeah. or iron the clothes. So and also on top of that, like thrift stores right now are being currently like currently are being like gentrified completely. 
So it's like their prices at thrift stores are skyrocketing because of yeah. just like how many people are going to thrift stores for the aesthetic of the clothes there. Because it's currently trendy among people our yeah. age. And now it's actually like ruining thrift stores for people who actually need them. Yeah. Because like like I said, prices are skyrocketing. So now people who were who like the people that the thrift store yeah. is like the target demographic is no longer being able to just straight up shop there. Yeah. And it sucks. It's true. So anyways, this this may not be a real possibility. Yeah. If it is unethical. I I don't know. I feel like this one is super I mean, if you throw out the idea that you were saying like if it was if this was like 10 years ago or something. Yeah. If it was like 10 years ago, I'm honestly down for it. Yeah. Now maybe not. Yeah. Um number 2. What is the unethical life hack for figuring out if the IT department at work knows your password? <laughs> what? Oh, is it just be like, hey, um, I can you check if I did this thing, and then they have to like go check, like go in and like see if they like logged in or whatever. Well, that's not quite it. Okay, fair but enough. I guess to preface this, some people would not want their IT guy knowing their password. Yeah, that's generally not the best. It's a little bit creepy. Yeah. Um. Anyways, this person says some companies tell you that only you know your password. If you want to find out whether IT has access, just make your password the IT head's name. The less you know about them, the better. If they can see your password, it will seriously weird them out to the point they'll either break and ask what the heck or give you some serious body language vibes. (laughs) That one is a bit circumstantial. It doesn't make any sense at all. Exactly. So, Um, like, you're just using the name of the person? Yeah. Also, first off, how unique of a name do they have to have in order for this to work? Well, like, if you were my IT guy, I would name my password as Shauna. Yeah, but, like, that works because I have a unique name. Well, like, but if I do first and last name. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But also just, like, it's more just weird than anything. I know. It doesn't... What is it going to do? It doesn't make any sense. But also, if you want to try it, I don't think it's unethical. Yeah, it's not unethical. It's just weird. And also, I don't even think this one would even work. Yeah, and it might end up being more trouble than it's worth because you just end up being talked about at work and stuff. You'd be the guy that people have to avoid. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, did you see Jim over there? He made, like, Carla's password. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I don't know, man. Jim's kind of a weird person. I'm not really going to go say much <laughs> yeah um number three what is the unethical life hack for how to tell unbelievably believable lies oh i'm gonna listen to this one no matter what it is <laughs> do you have any ideas um you have to like sprinkle in some truth in there so whatever it is so, like you make a lie and then like make <laughs> of it... course you have this ready <laughs> <laughs> and so like you make a lie it doesn't have to be about whatever but like you have to add some amount of truth whether it's like it whether it applies but it needs to be true to you or as you know it so then like you just kind of like put it in there you know there you go it's not quite it but that is also an option oh that's very much an option it's an easier option uh i do not recommend this wink so there you go (laughs) um (laughs) when lying about petty or unimportant matters pretend to be a horrible liar when you need to lie about a big or important thing People would think you're not lying since they believe you to be a bad liar. See, this is another one that I've heard, but, like, this one is, like, through experience, is actually not as foolproof. Because you lie, don't you? No, 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 no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, but, um, (laughs) this, this one actually doesn't really work because if people believe you to be a bad liar, which is, you know, a fair one, doesn't take that much time and effort to do, you just kind of, like, poorly lie, you still have to 
create the good lie. Like, it, the only thing that it's really going to do is that, like, yes, it sets, like, the expectations really low, but, like, you still need to be able to sell it to the person. Like, it doesn't matter whether a person is, like, expecting you to, like, fool them or not. You still have to sell it. Yeah. Because, like, if at, if at any point it sounds off, regardless of how well or not you're selling it, it's going to sound off and you're going to yeah. get caught. So, like I said, for the other one, it's also very, this one's also very circumstantial. Yeah. And I'm going to rule this one unethical because I think lying in general is probably unethical. I mean, there's some scenarios. Yeah, yeah that's true. Not bad. Um, this next hack is a little bit unique because the person that posted it was proposing a possible hack, which was then proven to be possible by another poster. Oh, so this was like a brainstorming activity thing. Yeah, so this one is, what is the unethical life hack for how to get off work on the weekends? On the weekends? So, like, are they working on the weekend? Yes. I don't know, just, like, change all the clocks in the setting place <laughs> to be like, ah, it's actually Monday, yeah. Right, that's not quite it. I mean, that's a thing. I've, I've, yeah. I'm not, um, I once had to do it for, like, an assignment just because I turned in an assignment. Like, you know how there was, like, the 11.59 um, yeah. p.m. Uh, date, due dates for, like, everything back in COVID, like, yeah. when we were, like, actively in quarantine? I turned something in literally three minutes late, but I lost credit. Oh. And so I, I turned all the things on my phone and the computer back five minutes, and then I turned it in then. And so then I just, like, returned, like, the clock, and then it would Dang. show up as, and it would only That's show up as, smart. Like, Why yeah. did I never think of that? And then it would only show up as I turned it in at 11.58 wow. p.m. Like, 11.57. genius. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It um, comes with the being alive. <laughs> anyways, the original poster asked, can I start my own religion to get off work on the weekends? He says, I'm in Ontario, Canada. My job really doesn't need me on the weekends, as I am a janitor. My manager only put me on weekends after they realized how incompetent the other janitors are, and they needed me as they had none else. No one else. Oh, that sucks. I can't drive, and during the summer I rely on my parents for a ride, but they are not available on the weekends. I cannot take public transit or taxis, as my workplace is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Could I start my own religion that requires me not to work on Saturdays and Sundays? Another member on the Reddit community replied, I did a little digging. Apparently, it certainly is possible to start your own church, but I think you would need to rely on all income going to the church. Hmm. So, money you get from your normal work job wouldn't work unless you have your job hire your church? Is that possible? I wonder. Um, <laughs> I think this isn't worth the trouble. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like a lot of hassle to go through. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, one, you still have to go to your job now, just now only on... You know, not the weekends, but you also, it's probably going to be a lot of work to like straight up create a church yeah. and then make it known enough so that when you say, oh, it doesn't allow me to work on what, like the weekends yeah. for it to be believable. You know, I'm going to throw another idea at you become the incompetent janitor that all the rest of the janitors are. And then you won't have to work on the weekends. Yeah, because you'll be fired. Yeah. <laughs> that too. All right, we are, we are running out of time, but I'm going to give you the last one real quick. What is the unethical life hack for how to get free gifts? Steal gifts from a wedding. Attend a wedding to steal gifts. This can work whether you're invited or not. You will want to time your heist strategically while everyone else is distracted. But unfortunately, weddings usually have a lot of opportunities where everyone is focused on a ceremony or eating. Or fortunately, not unfortunately. Okay. Bonus, if you live in an area where masks are required, since it will be harder for anybody to recognize that you wouldn't be there. Shouldn't be there. Mm. Um, I thought one comment in particular summed up my thoughts on this one very well. This is further than an unethical life hack, and not even really a life hack. Just straight up crime. 
Not even really creative or inspiring crime either. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning into Worst Grace Scenario. We will see you next week.